You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. And it's been a couple of weeks since we had our last regular Marvel Comics show. I'm going to blame Dark Web because I hate it so much. I just want to blame everything on it. Bad weather, Dark Web. Your football team lost in the playoffs, Dark Web. My football team didn't lose in the playoffs, Dark Web. Here we go. We could blame everything on it. But as we go forward with this, this is going to be very quick. Get it done, and then we'll go back to the regular books, everything else, and get things back in line with our whole Marvel Comics podcast. But before we get into these two books, please go and follow us at the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics. Then go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Then check out our YouTube, Weird Science Comics. And finally, go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash WeirdScience where you can check out a ton of comic book podcasts, including Marvel stuff, DC, indie, manga, all that stuff, all rolled up into one, a family, not a network, as we say. But we're going to get off into this, and we're going to start off with Amazing Spider-Man number 18. It just keeps continuing the fun it does, but let's get to that right now. Amazing Spider-Man number 18, tie-in to the dark web. And I keep getting asked why I keep reviewing this dark web crap. And the reason is I'm a glutton for punishment and spicy ramen. Unfortunately, I have to stop eating the spicy ramen because of the horrific sodium content in it. So all I have left is this dark web. It might not be good for my sanity, but at least my blood pressure doesn't go up when I'm reading. And re- oh, Wait a minute. It does. It does go up. Why am I doing this? But here's a quick tip before we begin. Get the Nang Shim Gourmet Spicy Beef Ramen and cook it in coconut milk instead of water. And you will thank me later until the sodium content catches up to you. Let's get to the credits and this bullcrap recap. Written by Zeb Wells. Pencils by Ed McGinnis. Inks by Cliff Rathburn. Colors by Marcelo Menez and Eric Arcianega. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And I'll go through this recap. I might end up. You know, putting a little bit of commentary in. Hell has been brought to New York City, right? And to everybody reading this event. And Spider-Man's clone Ben Riley, a.k.a. Chasm, is to blame. Kind of. Chasm also sent Peter to limbo, along with J. Jonah Jameson and Robbie Robertson, to act out a twisted reflection of the Daily Bugle. 
which never really happened. But Peter's heroics in Limbo inspired one of the demons to give up evil and have a go at being a good guy. With the help of some sorcery, a sliver of symbiote, a healthy dose of can-do attitude, and some really, really bad writing, the scrawny demon was transformed into the gallant gargantuan Wreck Rap. Rolls off the tongue, and not a moment too soon, as Spider-Man's attempted escape with Jonah and Robbie was interrupted by demons emulating some of Spidey's most deadliest foes, the Insidious Six. Meanwhile, all of Chasm's actions were done in tandem with the Queen of Limbo, Madeline Pryor. Madeline herself, a clone of Jean Grey, was able to come to terms with the X-Men and decided to put the stop to the Limbo invasion, much to the chagrin of Ben Riley, because that's what we get going into this issue. The big thing is Madeline Pryor has made a truce with the X-Men after getting what she wanted from Jean Grey, now calling this whole dark web event kaputs, basically because she's a straight-up bitch. And I mean it because it's true. And she proves it over and over in this issue as well. She actually tells Ben, I got what I wanted, so this thing's over, barely acknowledges that she is royally screwing Ben over. Though, I have to admit, I'm a little bit torn here. I think Ben is being screwed over by Madeline, Zeb Wells, and Marvel in general, but Madeline is putting an end to this dark web nonsense. So I think I might be hashtag Team Madeline. Sorry, Ben, I love you, but you are all about keeping the stupid event going, and I can never be behind that. Now, this whole scene could have dished out some real feels, since Ben and Janine are once again being thrown aside when everyone else gets what they wanted. But this is written by Zeb Wells, so none of it carries any real emotional weight anyway. And if you thought that the stupid jokes would be put aside for this issue, you would be dead wrong. That's what Spider-Man, The Insidious Six, J. Jonah, and Wreck Rapper 4, right? So Peter forms a temporary team up with Wreck Rap, which I'm telling you, if I have to keep saying this name out loud, I'm going to slap myself. He just comes off as Dark Web's answer to a dime store Deadpool and Venom clothing. They end up fighting the Insidious Six, and it's obvious that Subwells can't think of anything funny besides their names, which aren't even that funny either. And Jonah has a moment, not so much pretending he is a demon, that could have been a nice little bit of commentary if it wasn't a gag, which is appropriate because I usually gag when I'm fed this much crap. While that is going on, Hollow's Eve Janine uses a mask to turn into Franken-Eve and steal Madeline Pryor's Sith, which upgrades Ben, and upgrades is in air quotes, into the Goblin King chasm. As if Ben Riley fans haven't been tortured enough with this whole dark web bullcrap, and he heads off to terrorize New York City some more. So, who is going to stop him? Madeline Pryor, the X-Men, joined forces with Spider-Man, Wreck Rap, J. Jonah, and Robbie Robertson for a lame cliffhanger that nobody what Wreck Rap seems happy to be in. Wreck Rap. What else can I say but this dark web story sucks. This issue sucks. Though I didn't mind Ed McGuinness's art that much in this issue. I might just be getting used to it. Plus, at one point, I thought it was a, too much of a cartoony style for a darker event. But this has been a cartoony event. This event has been nothing dark at all except my mood when I'm done. I don't understand why Marvel decided to give Ben Riley fans this much false hope 
that their favorite character would be treated with care. And I don't know why anyone except fellow gluttons for punishment would still be reading this Agar Baj. Because of all of that, I'm giving this one a 3.5 out of 10. And again, I think I'm being generous. But hey, we still have the big dark web finale to bring it all together and make it all worthwhile, right? I doubt it, but we'll see. Dark web finale, number one. They sing number one. Will there be a number two? Well, actually, this whole thing was a number two, so I guess we already have it all wrapped up into one. But it's finally here. The ending to the debacle that was the dark web event from Marvel Comics and Zeb Wells. And while I haven't been the biggest fan of Zeb Wells' Amazing Spider-Man run, this so-called event has made me such a non-fan of his writing that I've actually forgotten about his Hellions X-Book now. Unlike Ben Riley, though, at this point, I don't care if I ever get that memory back and would gladly give up every dark web memory now lodged in my pea-sized brain to boot. I say all this even though I did hold out a slim bit of hope that this finale would at least be good enough to stop the madness and let us move on with our lives. Here are the credits and recap. Dark Web Finale number one is written by Zeb Wells, art by Adam Kubert and Francisco Martorino with Scott Hanna. Is Scott Hanna just with, like, he's there together with Francisco Martorino, or is he just there as a third? I don't know. Colors by Frank Martin and Guru FX. Letters by VCs. Joe Caramagna. Here is the recap that drives me nuts by the end. They, they really, this feels like they know everything up into this has been bullshit. And so what they're going to do is they're going to try to get you fired up. This is like the pregame speech. This is as we're heading out. Maybe it's like the two minute warning. You call a timeout. And now with the last bit on the line, you got to fire up the troops and get them going. Because by the end of this, it really feels like they're they're trying to do something. Spider-Man was able to escape Limbo with the help of a bizarre demon spider fan named Wreck-Rap. don't remember them actually escaping. I know they were staring at each other at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man number 18, that stupid cliffhanger. You know, staring all pissed off. Wreck-Rap, he's pretty happy because he's, you know, dumb. But... I don't remember them really escaping, but I guess I guess they did. Miss Marvel escaped in her own badass fashion, way to be really you know ambiguous and shadowy there. The Gold Goblin, aka the Reformed Norman Osborn, rose to the occasion but got beaten down by Chasm. Kind of means he didn't rise to the occasion. The X Men tried something new with the Goblin Queen, Mercy. Jean Grey gave Madeline the memories she'd won it for so long, but when Madeline tried to call the attack off. Chasm and his girlfriend, Hallow's Eve, stole her monarchical soul Sith, making Chasm the king of limbo. Yeah, it's a lot, but it's also a lot of awesome. This is what I'm talking about. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Why are you telling me this? And that's not that's not recap. The, you know, recap should be kind of like you're telling the news. You're not the news. You're, you're telling the news. Uh, when you end up like it would be like, hey, this just in the Dow down 40 points. Isn't that awesome? No, it's not. And then they say strap in because it gets even crazier from here on out. If crazier means crappier, then yeah, I agree. 
I agree with that. This is already starting to get out of hand, isn't it? You think this review is crazy? Wait till you see the awesomeness that comes up in the awesome. Oh, my. The story opens up with Ben Riley Chasm and Hallow's Eve Janine living it up in New York City. Like any new king of limbo and his girlfriend that turns into monsters via Halloween masks should. They want a parade. And who doesn't want that? You know who doesn't want that? Me. But also all the heroes that are pissed off at them right now. That's who. There is a lot of posturing and posing going on at the start. And this finale spends a lot of time gathering up all the characters from all those tie-ins that I wasted all my time reading. And they just show up to fight, fight, fight for the most part. The problem is, Seb Wells and his writing crew of misfits never made me care about the overall story of Dark Web, but really never made me care about the characters in it at all. And you can tell how little some of these mattered when they show up in this finale. They show up in a way that's kind of presented like, oh, and here's this character, and this is what they did. So here we go. I like Norman Osborn, Gold Goblin, right? I'll put that out there. But what was his big role in all of this? It, they said it in the recap. He got beat up by Ben. That was his big role. Miss Marvel shows up just to be the punchline of another lame wreck rap joke. She shows up to kind of start fighting, and wreck rap goes, Miss, Miss, y- your arms, they're stretchy. All right, there we go. At least Jean Grey and Cyclops are here to call Madeline Pryor family. They do wonder where Alex has gotten off to, which made me laugh that that was just thrown out there. But then later, he shows up for a panel, but it made me giggle. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the rest of the X-Men fight the Insidious Six that have little things in the recap. On the recap page, you end up having the cast of characters, and they spend more time with these little, you know, bubbles, these little faces of the Insidious Six, then they were actually done anything in this whole story, and especially in this issue, they don't do anything. They're just there to even up numbers and fight. Then you have some of, say, the X-Men forges there just to start yelling nonsense about all the, hey, I made this gun, this vine gun. It's just ridiculous. Now, what did I expect? This whole event has just been ridiculous and so you end up having these fights going on but they don't mean anything and when they end it's to just end it in the x-men versus the insidious six fight they go on for a couple pages and then what you could have done at the beginning you do at the end hey there magic you know portal them away okay boom you, you could have done that from the start but you didn't because you have to waste page space because nothing is happening in this issue That happens another time, and it's ridiculous. But you also have characters like Bedlam, who are just there to fight. And we get that tiny bit with Alex Summers, which I laughed about. He shows up out of nowhere in his Goblin Prince getup. Uh, Hey there! (laughs) It made me laugh just like Bedlam. I don't want to be like Bedlam, but if Bedlam's going to laugh at Goblin Prince up Alex Summers, I'm right there with him. As far as the main players, though, Spider-Man tries to take down Ben Riley one last time, and he can't. He gets his ass handed to him again. That's about it for him in the main story. And, yeah, he shows up at the end to throw shade at, at Ben, but does nothing much in this issue. Madeline Pryor does step it up, though, a bit, but it's one of those, we have to end this event in this issue, so let's just do stuff to do stuff kind of things. 
just like magic ended up finally after that fight making the portals and get out the insidious six all of a sudden madeline just shows up to announce she never really did need the sith of sorrows all this time and gets all the demons of limbo to bow before this has been one of the big things to lead into this issue was that ben grabbed the sith and that that made him the king of limbo in this madeline says well that was just ornamental i didn't really need that so i'm gonna declare that i'm now once again, the Queen of Limbo and, you know, be gone, you, Ben Riley. She walks up to him and then just takes the Sith out of his hands, says, oh, my God, I can tell that you're hurting inside. I feel bad for you, but whoop, and grabs the Sith. And then at the end, when they, the rest of the heroes say, we're going to take Ben, he's going to go to jail. He's gonna, she says, no, 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 I'll punish Ben myself in Limbo and then just takes him off and puts him in a prison cell in Limbo. After Peter tells Madeline that he wants to keep an eye on Ben, though, Madeline comes up with this crazy plan that just might work. We go to the epilogue, and that does show a big new status quo coming out of the event. Now, most people thought that there'd be some big status quo for Ben Riley. I mean, we started in that beyond nonsense, go all the way to this, have this big dark web event. It's not Ben that really benefits from all this. Ben is in a jail cell in limbo right now. What happens, though, and you better sit down when you hear this. We now have the sovereign nation of limbo. Oh, my goodness. And Madeline Pryor says she's going to open up all the borders of limbo for all the rejected ones starved of the light. It, right when I wish. I was there. I'm a rejected one. I'm starved of light, but I'm not thinking limbo is the place I really want to be. Maybe Hawaii. I don't know. But I'm sure some people will want to hang out with her in limbo. But things might be looking up for the limboians. That's what I'm going to call them. If that's not the case, though, at least every New Yorker can look up to the big, stupid looking cartoony limbo embassy now ruining the skyline of new york city because that's what we end with we end up with the sovereign nation of limbo with a giant spooky house looking cartoony embassy rising up out of new york city ruining that skyline oh yeah just to prove this event was complete nonsense the last bit of dialogue is told by a senient mailbox great thank you zeb wells thank you for ruining Another day of mine. Besides showing that this whole event was a worthless waste of time and money, this finale also felt disjointed, had a very odd pacing, was mostly filler. If you were looking for some Big Ben Riley moment, there wasn't much here. But hey, the nation of limbo, whoop-de-doo. The art was good enough, but it couldn't and didn't save things. And I'm just glad this is all over. I'm giving this a 3 out of 10, and I'd probably give the whole event a 4 to a 4.5 out of 10 overall. All right, and that's it. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We are out. We're done with Dark Web. We can get on to the regular books and all that nonsense and fun. I'm sure we'll be getting into just event after event as they do here at Marvel, but also everywhere else. So we'll deal with that when we get to it. A couple cool books coming out, all that stuff that we can get back to concentrating on, or at least I can, and don't have to be depressed by this dark web. So it's done. I'm putting it away. No more bitching and moaning about it. It's over with. There you go. But thanks, everybody, for listening. 
Thank you all. And please check out our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Go to our YouTube channel, Weird Science Comics. And please check out our Patreon and maybe help us out for all the things that we do here on the regular Marvel feed, the X-Men show, this show, the Star Wars show, all that stuff. And get plenty more over there that's exclusive to the Patreon. All sorts of comics and manga and stuff over there. So, yeah, that's about it. It's late. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. But thanks, everybody, for sticking around through this and getting through the dark web event with me. So thanks, and I'll talk to you all later. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.